Hello and welcome to the Motivation Method podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation, which you can find at trinitytransformation.co.uk. In today's episode, we're going to talk about food shopping like a slim person. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's Motivation Method podcast. Right, so Ben, how do you how do you do your shopping? You're a slim person. How do I do my shopping? Um, I actually, I do actually have a method. I've never even thought this through until now, until the last five seconds. So let's say I've just I've walked into the the shop through the door. I I've grabbed my basket. I always shop with a basket for some reason. I never shop with a trolley. I'm guessing if you've got more than one person to feed, it's very simple for me because I don't have a family. You probably would shop with a with a trolley. So get your trolley. I don't know why I'm explaining I how to get a trolley. But go into the supermarket. And then I always start with the vegetable section. Always. I go in. I don't know how I even pick my vegetables, but I pick the say I pick the vegetables I like. I go in and I just pick the ones I like. And I don't I don't hold back with the vegetables. I try and get as you know, I just get as many as I want. Because vegetables are never bad. The more vegetables you put in your trolley and the less crisps and crap you put in your trolley, the better you're gonna feel and the better you're gonna look. So Get all the vegetables you want. I know vegetables are one of those things that comes down to personal preference a lot. I don't like certain things I just won't buy. Cabbage. I just I just have no interest in eating it. I don't buy cabbage. But I buy, I'll always buy avocados, I'll buy tomatoes, I'll buy whatever. All kinds of vegetables. That's my first section. Um, potatoes as well. Always buy two huge bags of potatoes. I love potatoes. Then I will go to the fruit section, I'll buy some fruits. I won't buy as many fruits as I bought vegetables because they have more sugar in them. They're not gonna be as good for my for getting my goals. But I love to put fruits in my smoothie. So I'll buy a bunch of bananas, maybe some berries, etc. Whatever I fancy eating, whatever looks nice, whatever's actually whatever's on offer, I'll usually get two for one fifty or whatever. So I've got my avocados, got my other stuff, got my fruits. Um then I'll go to the meat section. So we literally have, are just starting with meat and fresh food, which is meat and uh, vegetables and fruits. Go to the meat section. I'll buy fresh meat. Again, you can't really go wrong with fresh meat. If it's come straight off an animal, it's generally going to be good for you. So I'll get some chicken breasts, some salmon fillets, depending on what I, what I fancy, whatever I feel like. Usually what I haven't been eating. So if I eat the same thing too many times, I get fed up of it. Might get some white fish, some prawns. Whatever. So I get my meat, I get my protein sources. If you're a vegetarian, this may not be what you do. So we've gone vegetables, fruits, meat. Then I'm going to continue with the fresh food uh, vibes. I'm going to go down the dairy aisle. In the dairy aisle, I'm usually just going to buy some cheese. I probably get through half a block to a block of cheese a week. Cheese is great. It's delicious. I love it. Um, It's got a lot of calories in it, but I I don't know. I'm a, people will sometimes people tell you saturated fat's going to kill you and give you a heart attack. Sometimes people tell you it's not going to give you a heart attack. So my aim, my approach is I don't eat an entire block of cheese a day. Like there was a guy at uni who used to um he would literally eat a block of cheese for his meal at at certain times. Just stand there with an entire block of cheese and eat it like a I don't know, like a sandwich. Just the entire block. Um so yeah, I'll buy myself some cheese. Um, I don't tend to buy milk. That's just personal preference for me. We tell our clients to avoid, 
well to like limit that intake of dairy and by dairy you specifically mean like milk most people don't digest milk very well so i tend to avoid milk i won't buy any yogurts won't buy any of this stuff notice how in my food shop so far we haven't got anything processed it's all raw vegetables raw fruits and raw meat and some cheese and cheese, which yes, you could argue is processed. <laughs> it's, it's slightly processed, but when you look at the ingredients in cheese, it just says milk on the back. So it's a one-ingredient food still. Yeah. So we've eaten, we've done that. We've gone down the dairy aisle, and then the rest of my shopping is basically going to be two purposes. One of them is going to be to like get carbs. So I'll probably go to the aisle to get some rice. So the the main carb sources I will eat, the, the ones I'll try and stick to, are potatoes and rice. Probably get some oats as well. Some rice, some oats. In terms of dry foods, then I'm going to pick up things like, you know, the other ingredients which which make everything else I've already got taste nice. So things I can use to make sauces. So we're going to get coconut milk, tomatoes, maybe some, you know, sauce paste, some spices, all the things that I'm going to turn these meals into. So where I've bought, you know, onions, chicken and whatever else, green beans and what other vegetables can I put into this thing? I've just created peppers and mushrooms then i will add maybe a thai curry paste and a tin of coconut milk and that ties together into a nice chicken curry add my rice that i've already bought brilliant where i've got my salmon i might get myself some parsley um and then we can just have mashed potatoes salmon and vegetables that's another meal sorted out so everything else is going to be to tie all of the ingredients i've got together and then when i've got all of that after all of that i'm probably then going to buy some snack foods the snack foods I typically get are I'll dark chocolate. I'll probably get to eat an entire bar of dark chocolate a week easily. No problem. I'll get myself some nuts. And then after I've got all of this, I then may start thinking about what treats I'm going to have. I like, I'd say to people generally, if you have one treat a day, it's not going to be too much of a problem. So I might get, you know, I might get microwave popcorn. Um, what else do I tend to get for treats? I, I tend to try and stick to savory tweet, treats as well personally because i know if i if i buy myself a bag of like m&ms or something or maltesers i have no self-control i'll eat the entire bag in one sitting that's just how i am so if i buy that i know it's it's like a suicide mission so i'll get myself some micro popcorn maybe some um fish fingers i might get a tub of ice cream because i tend to be able to make that last longer than a bag of maltesers because you don't I, I don't know something about eating an entire tub of ice cream in one go feels feels kind of wrong so after I've got all of the all of the healthy stuff, I'll get a few treats because, you know, there's no point living the living your whole life and never eating anything you want. And Nan said to me the other day, she was like, "If you just if you go through your entire life, you never eat anything that you like, you could step off the step off the curb tomorrow and get hit by a bus, and it would have all been pointless." She's like, she's 85, she's you know she enjoys her food, she cooks nice food, she cooks me nice food, she makes cakes all the time. Um. Yeah, but she, I guess she doesn't eat that. She doesn't eat an entire cake in one sitting. So, I guess yeah, that's basically my food shopping. I start from the healthiest and I go to the unhealthiest in that order. Um, vegetables first, then fruits, then fresh meat, then dairy, then cupboard items, herbs and spices. Plenty of things to make all of the food I've already said delicious, um, and then finally the treat food and the snack food. I'm not sure how other people shop, to be honest. I mean, I've only really shopped my own way. If I go shopping with you, Rob, you probably would go uh, take the same route around the shop that I've just taken. 
I think this the way you food shop is probably a reflection of your priorities, like where you spend most of your time. Mm. And I'm very similar. I will also... I, one of the best things I heard, so simple, from Greg Plitt, former fitness model that Ben and I used to love back in our more bodybuilding-y days, um, he said, just shop around the outside of the supermarket. That's where the good foods are found, just around the outside. And it's almost always true. It's not 100% true because you might need to get... Maybe you want to get some unsweetened almond milk or whatever that's down the road but the best stuff is usually around the outside it's usually the veg and the meat and the fish there's one corner though one corner to be aware of at every supermarket with like the, the bakery um, corner the bakery bread corner avoid <laughs> go around the edge but when you get to that bakery corner take a little detour yeah you might notice that ben didn't buy anything from the bakery corner that corner is a no-go zone it's like uh oh, what? it's like um what's the uh the gaza strip <laughs> don't go in there you'll get killed <laughs> I forgot. I You'll forgot one of my. Out. Uh, I forgot a, a, a destination on my little food tour. Did you get any eggs? After all of this, yeah, I've I've got to get some eggs at some point. They'll be in that. They're in my cupboard section, and then the frozen section. I forgot the frozen section. I'll always get frozen veg because it's so easy and so quick. Um, and then ingredients for smoothies. So I'll get some, you know, frozen spinach, or frozen berries. That's pretty much it. So the frozen section, I'll get more vegetables and more fruits. Yeah, and I might buy like a frozen vegetable melody, melody, medley, or um, some broccoli and cauliflower frozen, or some frozen peas, because you do sometimes just have those meals where you need to get some quick food in. Yeah. And then, I'm pretty much the same as Ben, to be honest, but I just wanted to add a couple of things that I might grab on the way round. So for treat, again, I also try and go savoury, because I find it's just harder to overeat savoury treats. Maybe that's just me. I agree. As long as it's not like sweet chili, which is basically not a savory treat anymore. Like, um, I like to get uh, just not too much of it because it's easy to overeat, but pitta and hummus is one I like. That forms a complete protein and that works for vegetarians as well. So pitta and hummus um, is one I go for. I might have a bit of cheese and apple. I know that's a weird one, but that's a treat I like. Nuts, like Ben said, I like pistachio nuts um, or just like berries. So I'll buy like a whole pack of strawberries or raspberries and just snack on them maybe even grapes although they are quite sugary so again you've got to think about those but i still try try whatever possible to go for a more natural single ingredient snack than the ones with more ingredients in because the, the less you have them the less you kind of want those processed things i find oh another good one um rice cakes or snacker jacks snacker jacks i think snacker jacks are kind of it Depends which ones you get. The the sugar, the ones that are covered like caramel or chocolate flavor, tend to be covered in sugar. But like salt and vinegar snacker jacks, pretty good. Definitely lesser of many just, evils. Yeah, I was gonna say the caramel ones are kind of sickly. Yeah, um, they are. I like one, and then I eat another one, and another one. And I'm like, ah, feel sick, but I'm still eating them. I don't know why. They're like salty and sugary, but yeah, I think the savory ones are better bet. Yeah. Um, so one of the important things I think that I would have got from this, I think everyone listening would have got from this, is all that food, a lot of it needs to be cooked into meals. So yeah. like I had a conversation with someone on our live chat today and she said, I hate cooking, will this work for me? So what would you say to someone who says they want to get in shape, they want to make that lifetime transformation, they're fed up of yo-yo dieting, but I hate cooking. Like what, what, what would you say to someone in that situation? They want to go to the supermarket and get stuff, but they hate cooking. I mean, this... Uh... This might sound mean, but if you don't, if you're not prepared to cook to get the body you want, you're probably never going to succeed, unfortunately. Um, 
that's that's what I'd say first of all. It's not that much effort to cook food. So first of all, think about: Do you really want this? If you don't want it enough to cook, you probably don't. If though you don't want it enough to cook, but you have plenty of money to spare, you could go for one of the one of these companies which prepares all your food for you. Which will they'll make you some healthy meals. They'll make you meals with the right calories and macros and everything sorted out for you. The only reason I wouldn't do that is because I don't have the money to pay someone else to deliver all my meals for me. Um, and yeah. you also know how to cook, but let's say it's someone who doesn't know how to cook and then they've paid someone to make all their meals. What happens when they decide to stop? Because I doubt anyone's going to pay someone forever. Yeah, that's the thing. Either you, you continue paying hundreds of pounds a month to have somebody cook all your meals for you or they stop doing that and then you go back to whatever you were before where you're in the situation where maybe you don't know how to cook anything so your options are like a ready meal or a takeaway or nothing because you don't know how to cook anything else i would say though if yes. you're if you're you know into fitness in any way if you want to change your body you want to change your lifestyle you want to be healthy you're gonna to have to get fairly good at preparing the food that you put into your body because at the end of the day most of the results you're going to see in terms of your health your fitness your energy levels are all down to what you put into your body and if you fuel your body with crap you're going to feel crap it's as simple as that so with cooking, I would say find you don't have to put you don't have to become Gordon Ramsay, you don't have to become amazing an amazing chef. Find some simple simple recipes. Think about a food you like to eat. You you probably know what you like to eat. If you like to eat curry, you like to eat Thai curry, for example. Very easy example I've picked here. Just find a recipe for a Thai curry, a very simple one. Learn how to cook that meal, and then cook that meal all the time. Make it your like go to. Find like four or five meals that you love and rotate between all of them. And if you want to reduce the amount of time you cook, just buy yourself, if you go to Ikea, you can buy this giant saucepan that me and Rob had last year. It was like, it's huge. You could probably make 12 meals in it at once. And the more food you can make at once, the less time you're going to spend cooking. So really get into the habit of doing that. If you're a person who hates cooking, maybe set aside one afternoon, one time a week, and just make a huge batch of meals all in one it's gonna it's a bit of extra planning it's a bit of extra effort but unfortunately getting the body you want and life you want does take planning and does take effort it's not just gonna happen nobody's gonna hand it to you you're gonna have to put in a bit of work unfortunately yeah there's two pieces to this like you're saying you've got to look at why am i out of shape maybe it's the not cooking that's a big problem and if you don't do anything differently a lot of people say they want to be in shape but they're not willing to do anything differently and then they're going, I've, my life sucks, I feel overweight, I feel like my weight's creeping up and up, it's out of control, um, I feel bigger than I have done in years, my self-confidence is at an all-time low, and like I don't feel like me anymore. And this is a really sad situation, and then you go, okay, well, you're going to need to do a bit of cooking. And they go, oh no, cooking? No, no, I can't possibly do that. If that's the case, as Ben said, you don't want it bad enough. Because the shit you've been doing has got you the results you've got. Like the reason where you are now is not by genetics or it's not because of this or that. It's not because of bad luck. I mean, they, those things may have come into it, but ultimately it's what you've been doing has led you to where you are now. And if it's a painful situation, then so be it. But at some point you've got to face the facts and the reality that, that the stuff I've been doing hasn't been working. And I'm going to, have to perhaps have to do a few things differently. I might have to learn to work out with weights. I might have to learn to cook. But you can look at it from a much more positive light and go, 
um, actually, maybe this is a positive thing. Maybe I can learn a new skill, and that's a good thing. I think as an adult, we feel like we should have we should, we feel like there's like a it's like a computer game you've completed. Um, when we're an adult, I think a lot of people feel like this, and they think, okay, now I've completed life. I'm an adult. I shouldn't have to learn anything new. I should just know everything. And this is a really bad mindset to get stuck into because I think being a child, you kind of almost, you're figuring stuff out. But I feel like when I became an adult, whatever, at turn 21, whatever the official age is, that was just the start of learning a whole new host of things. And nothing really changes. Like, you're still going to be learning. You still got to develop new skills if you want to improve and change your life. If you want your life to stay the same or get worse, just keep doing what you're doing now. If you want it to get better, then you've got to do something else. So you've got to learn to food shop better, as Ben's just explained. I'd do it the same way. And you've got to learn to do better things with that food. So the first stage so is kind of finding, the, that. Uh, finding that motivation, that willpower to actually put the effort into buying the food, cooking the food into the meals that are going to get you the results you want to get. What would you recommend? If, you're, if for someone who's sat there and they're like, I have no motivation or willpower to do any of this, how do they find that? Okay, so we'll rewind to basically the first episode we did. If you haven't listened to that already, go back to episode one because that is basically a whole hour or an hour and a half. I know that sounds long, but trust me, it's an hour and a half that could change your life that will just tell you how to get this. But in a nutshell, basically, I think a lot of people uh, don't have the willpower, the motivation to move, to change things because, well, there's a few things, but I'll, I'll go through one thing. I'm sure there's another thing you can say, Ben. But for my, in my opinion, it's often a case of, first of all, thinking that where you are is okay or playing it down. So saying, I don't want to cook, but it's, you know, I, it's too much effort because when the pain of your current situation is not greater than the pain of changing, then you're going to pick staying where you are because changing is more difficult. So what you've got to really understand is what is the full impact of your current situation? So let's say your couple of dress sizes bigger than you used to be or you'd like to be. Let's say you're a couple of stone bigger than you used to be and you'd like to be. Um, that's the facts. Look at yourself in the mirror, in your pants. That's how you look. And then what's the impact on that? So you've got to look at the impact on your relationship. Like how connected are you? How How is your self-esteem affecting your relationship? Is it meaning you hide away, you get changed in the cupboard where you used to get changed in front of your other half? Your sex life is non-existent anymore. You have sex twice twice a year. Does it mean that you have sex but with the lights off and you don't enjoy it and it's just horrible? Does it mean that you feel like you're not setting a good example for your kids and your kids are also getting overweight or not exercising or living a healthy life? You've got to look at the impact. And I think when you start looking at those things, then you can truly say, this is not okay. This is something I want to change or this is something that I'm not accepting anymore. So I think that's the first step. But then there's another very important thing that I'll let you explain, Ben, because Ben and I were talking about this just before. And it's, I think, a big situation. Like I said earlier, it's not it's not your genetics, it's not your PCOS, it's not your hypothyroidism or any, any of the things that are stopping you, but it's your belief about whatever it may be. A lot of people believe that they can't change. And I think that's a big thing. So Ben, like, what would you say to someone who kind of believes they're kind of stuck? Like it's, they can't do anything. They've tried all the diets. Um, they've got some health issues maybe and they feel like yeah the, the current situation is unacceptable the impact is unacceptable but they feel like they can't possibly change it 
I think nobody's really in the situation where they're where they can't possibly change it. No matter how much somebody feels like, you might feel like you're in that situation. Someone might feel totally stuck, like nothing's ever going to work, like they've tried everything, like they are completely kind of trapped, like their weight is just out of control. They're never going to be able to to get that back under control. They're never going to be able to get back into those clothes they want to get into. There's always, there is always hope. There's always a way to turn it around. Um, and I think the problem comes is like the further you go down that rabbit hole of like, getting more and more and more out of shape, more and more hopeless, the bigger it is, the bigger mountain you see in front of yourself to climb out of that hole. And when you see that you've, you know, you've got loads and loads of work to do, you see this huge challenge, you're miles away from your goal, it can be very overwhelming. And when you're stuck in that situation where you're overwhelmed, you can feel like there's no way you're ever going to succeed. You're completely powerless. So there's a couple of things that are important to do. Number one is... You're obviously going to, you need something that works, first of all, fundamentally. If you're stuck in the situation, no matter how much, you know, suddenly you get a big burst of energy and you, you follow a fitness approach for three months, that's fundamentally not going to work for you. You're still going to end up in the same situation, which is then going to compound the cycle of making you feel like a, more and more of a failure. So first of all, you need to choose an approach which works. The simplest way to to kind of lay this out is you're going to need to be eating slightly less calories than your body needs so you're going to need to track how many calories you're eating and i think you, you need to be doing some kind of weight-based resistance-based exercise which is going to boost your metabolism as well as helping you burn fat it's been shown that this is the type of the best type of exercise um, for losing fat and keeping that fat off long term so resistance exercise and controlling your calories to the right level not too low not too high so first of all, you need to make sure you've got that approach, which is correct. And then it's just a case of taking very, very small steps towards that big goal that you want to achieve. So where you, where you see this enormous mountain to climb that looks impossible, all you've really got to think is, what can I do today? And even smaller than that, what can I do right now? So that's going to depend on what stage of the game you're at. If you already know what, what your approach is, you've already got a nice plan in place, like maybe a Trinity lifestyle plan. Um which is what I described, you know, the weight training plus the um, nutrition stuff. If you've already got a plan, it's just a case of what can I do now? Well, today you can go and do the workout that you've got set out or in the next hour you can eat the right kind of meals or in the next five minutes you can track your the meal you're about to eat before you put that food into your mouth. And all of those tiny, tiny steps are going to take you towards your goal. But being able to put those steps into action requires that you know where you're going, first of all. You've got that big overall goal. Secondly, you've broken that goal down into small, manageable chunks. And thirdly, that you know that all of those steps that you're going to take are actually going to lead you towards your goal. Then it's just a case of taking, putting one step in front of the other. And the way to start feeling yourself overwhelmed is to just break it right down to what can I do right now? Because ultimately, that big result you want is just a series of very, very, very small decisions you just got to make different decisions you just got to decide this next meal i'm going to make the right choice for one meal that's it because you can't control what happens in the next meal you can't control what happens tomorrow or next week or next month or next year but you can control what you do right now that's all you can control so that's pretty much all there is to it figure out the plan break the plan down into small chunks and then put those chunks into action and every time you, you achieve something you know, you, you hit your nutrition goals, whatever it is for the day, you do your workout goal for the day. If you've got some mindset work to do, you do that for the day. 
then you you give yourself a check for that. You say, I did this, I won today. Celebrate those little wins. And eventually you go from somebody who can't, who believes they can't do it, they believe you can't succeed, you believe you're useless and you're a failure, to you're counting these little wins every single day and suddenly you start believing you can do it. You know, you can eat healthy, you can go to the gym regularly or exercise at home regularly. You can work on your mindset. And when you build that self-belief, um, and eventually when you start to see that, that the work you're putting in is paying off, as soon as you see those first results, you know, you lose a few inches, you start to tone up a little bit, then it becomes very, very, very easy from that point. The starting, like starting off is the hardest part. But once you're four weeks in, you know, two to four weeks in and you start seeing some changes and knowing that every one of those little steps you're taking every single day, simple, simple, little easy steps is getting you towards that goal, then it becomes very, very easy to pull off. I was in a similar situation because I've just done, I don't know, I've probably spent the last eight months doing, um, focused on jujitsu and snowboarding as my primary kind of fitness goals. So I came back home after the snowboarding trip and I had to, you know, go back, get back into doing weights at the gym. So I'd say the first week or two weeks of going to the gym, I just was completely unmotivated. I was dragging myself into the gym, didn't want to go at all, did not care. After a couple of weeks though, I'm in the gym, I look over at myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I'm looking uh, looking a bit better here. It looks like I've put on a bit of muscle now. I do I do one of my exercises and I'm like, oh, I've gained a bit of strength, getting a bit stronger, all of this work's paying off. Now, I'm that excitement to go back into the gym and to live that healthy lifestyle I like to live is coming back because I'm seeing the results, I'm seeing it pay off. So, I can't remember what the original point was, but hopefully that helps. <laughs> I'm sure that helps. It's just for people who believed perhaps they've done loads of diets, these diets that cause yo-yo dieting, Weight Watchers, Slimming World, Cambridge diet, all these extreme diets or cryptic diets. They've done a load of these and then they, over time, they've, they've gained and lost weight but not really gone anywhere, just gained weight on average overall. And they feel like they can't possibly succeed anymore, that they're different or that some sort of condition's holding them back. So... Yeah, as Ben said, it is possible. We've got clients who have got fibromyalgia. We've got clients who've got arthritis. We've got clients with PCOS. We've got clients with hypothyroidism. We've got clients who've got all of those conditions. We've got clients who um, are mums, single mums with two jobs. Like we've worked with almost everybody under the sun and all of those people can succeed. The ones that succeed are the ones who actually believe they can succeed at the beginning or at least try and believe they can succeed and then just start. That actually just put the effort in start trying and they can they very quickly realize that actually the only thing holding them back was themselves was their own mind saying they could not do it so if you're listening to this and you you feel like that just know you can do it you've just got to decide to do it and then you've got to pick a sustainable lifestyle approach that will actually get you there and if you're interested ben where can they find more where can they get hold of this if you go to trinitytransformation.co.uk for £9 a month, you can join the Trinity Lifestyle Plan, which basically gives you everything. It gives you the workouts you need to follow, the nutrition advice you need to follow. And one of the most important components is it gives you a community of people who are following this approach for you. Like Rob was saying, it's all about overcoming those, you know, those negative thoughts that come into your head and tell you that you can't do it. If you're all, if you're struggling alone, it's very, very easy to cave in and give in to those negative thoughts in your mind. As soon as you're in this together with a group of other people, 
who are all supporting you. You can see, you know, they're in a similar situation with you and as you and they're trying and they're putting the effort in and you can, and then you just start to believe that you can do it too. You succeed as part of a group, succeed as part of a team. Um, that's been one of the biggest factors, I think, with what we do in our program and the results that we get. So if you want access to all of that, if you want us to lay out step-by-step step how you can achieve the results you want to achieve, even if you feel completely stuck, go to trinitytransformation.co.uk. Um, you can get involved with that Trinity lifestyle plan. And yeah, it's basically everything we've learned over the past five years about sustainable fat loss condensed into a handy app on your phone. which You can start taking action on it today. Yeah, that could be your first step to getting what you want. And I got a great quote just to wrap this up from one of our new members who joined the app yesterday. Um, I was I was working with her yesterday and she she said this. So said the week before I found you, I signed up for the body coaches plan at £97 a month. I really wish I'd found you sooner. Um, I can't see the rest of it because it's cut off. But basically she was saying, unfortunately, she spent £100 on this other plan, realized that it's not going to work for her. It's not sustainable. And then signed up for us and wish she'd found us sooner. So there you go. It's nine pounds a month. It is kind of a crazy deal, but we want to get the Trinity system into the hands of as many people as we can. So this is the lifestyle app. And as Ben said, you can find it at trinitytransformation.co.uk. And we hope to be seeing you inside that soon. So that brings us to the end of today's Motivation Method podcast. But before you go, we have some important announcements. Piece one is if you're not currently subscribed on iTunes to the Motivation Method podcast, get yourself subscribed today. Number two, if you're not currently getting access to the daily motivation emails and action guides found at trinitytransformation.co.uk, head on over to trinitytransformation.co.uk and get that done today and we'll start sending those your way. The final piece of this is our Motivation Masterclass Challenges. If you're ready to finally unleash your inner motivation and willpower with a customized action plan and your own personal coach and the support of our Trinity tribe, head on over to trinitytransformation.co.uk today and sign up for our Motivation Masterclass and we'll get you started right away. And last but not least, if you're listening to this show and you're getting value from it, number one, do the things that we talk about here. And number two, you don't pay us to do this. So instead, all we ask of you is to simply share this show with one person who you think it could help today. So this is Rob Burkhead. And this is Ben Hughes. And this has been the Motivation Method Podcast. See you on the next one.